You are listening to the Accessibility Corner on Dialogue Radio Network. The Accessibility Corner aims to bring you topics and resources for our local community of people with disabilities. So, here we go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's get the party started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Accessibility Minute. Today we have an interesting show with a gentleman that I'm kind of jealous of, but we, I'll introduce him a little bit later. Uh, I'm, I'm jealous of you, Mr. Brown. Oh, but anyways, um, we'll talk to him. This, this man is fascinating. He does a bunch of stuff. Uh, first of all, before we go you know, into the show, I like to do this Accessibility Minute. And this was kind of neat. It's a, it's a pressure vest. And for those who suffer anxiety, then that might be good for me. So, well, Mr. Abel, can you go and play that before we get into the show? Hey there, welcome to Accessibility Minute, your weekly look at assistive technology. Those clever tools and devices designed to help people who have difficulties with vision, mobility, hearing, or other special needs. There are so many pressure and weighted vests available on the market that it may be hard to find one that's right for you or your child. The Squeeze Pressure Vest from AbleNet Inc. is a lightweight, air-filled option designed to apply therapeutic pressure to the person wearing the vest. It is ideal for individuals who have difficulties processing sensory information, such as those with autism, ADHD, anxiety, or sleeping disorders. Features of the Squeeze Pressure Vest include therapeutic benefits from the hug-like pressure, adjustable sizes provide comfortable and controlled pressure, Lightweight and discreet profile, so it can be worn almost anywhere at any time. Can easily be inflated by the wearer or by a parent, therapist, or teacher. Easy to clean vest material, two-year warranty, and more. Please note, if you are new to deep pressure therapy, consult an occupational therapist or medical professional familiar with deep pressure and sensory integration prior to use. Visit ablenetinc.com to learn more. For more information, to read our blog, or to drop us a line, visit EasterSealsTech.com. That was your Accessibility Minute for this week. I'm Laura Metcalf with the Indata Project at Easter Seals Crossroads in Indiana. And everyone, thank you for listening to that Accessibility Minute. So don't forget that we are broadcasting here from the Durga Studios here. Durga. I always say that wrong, damn it. Uh, Of course, the show is... The show is... This, this show is brought to you by Stephanie Townsend Ayala and Associates. Uh, I gotta learn how to say Durga Studios. So today I have uh, uh, Mr. Brown, Lawrence Brown, and he has people. He has that that very white voice. The very white voice. Don't don't sorry. Hey, let's get it on. That's, that's too funny, man. Okay, Mr. Brown, how you? Good morning, sir. How you doing, man? Good morning. I'm doing well, man. It's really good to be here, and uh, thank you for inviting me down to to jump on the podcast. Yeah, and it just, I met this gentleman like what a year ago? Um, I, I guess two years ago. Yeah. We met at an ADA celebration. Yeah, at the at the Valar, which yes, I'm now indeed. a board member. I just want to remind you that right now we are streaming live. Oh, we're streaming live, and, and then we podcast. 
Okay, so podcast. okay, so we're live streaming right now. Yeah, we're, we're live so, on the World Wide Web. On the on the okay. With that being said, if anyone wants to call and talk to Mr. Brown and hear his voice more, his number number here is nine one five six zero three five one seven six to call in. But today we're going to be talking about the compliments compliments of Mr. Brown and. Uh, before we go for it, I gotta say happy birthday to Halo. Halo, yeah, this is my my service lab. She's uh, right next to me. Halo, um, happy birthday! You're seven. Oh, cool. Uh, and all that stuff. Our midlife yeah, midlife so crisis much. here. Forty nine year. Oh, she's old. doing. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's in it to win it. She's she's a great one. Why don't you introduce Mr. Brown? Tell us a little about you yourself and where you're from and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, um, I'm Lawrence Edward Brown the third. Um, from El Paso, Texas, originally. Um, and I've lived here pretty much my, well, yeah, lived here my whole life. Um, I'm a musician and a producer, uh, and I do a couple different things here in town, and I have uh, a variety of different projects going on. I graduated from UTEP um, in 2015 with a multidisciplinary degree in music and communication. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've got a whole bunch of, of projects, which I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on uh, later in the, in the show. Dang, I'm jealous. I'm serious. God dang. He has, he has that voice and he graduated from UTEP. Son of a gun. Anyway. And I graduated from UTEP. And shout out to KTEP. Shout out to Dennis Wu over at KTEP. I did uh, an internship uh, four years running. It was really great. It was, uh, it was through the Texas Workforce uh, Commission, and they were able to make that possible. So uh, shout out to the Texas Workforce Commission and Dennis Wu and KTEP and all of you meet a, Did you meet uh, John Carrillo there? I did not. He's uh, what is he? He's somewhere. He does something that he's running for Congress. Yeah, he's a development director at. Kentucky yeah, we right we now. had him on. The, yeah, actually, he's a Peabody Award winner and worked wow. in Washington like for almost ten years. And he's running for Congress and really interesting guy. I've known yeah. I've known him for a long time. Actually, even started as a DJ on KLAQ. Okay, All you right. did, or he did? No, not me. I, I wasn't a rocker. I was oh, a, right. I was a lover. So I was on ninety three Z. Oh, <laughs> I, you, can, you can be a lover and a rocker at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Depends on what kind of night you have. But anyways, uh, <laughs> well, with that being said, before we go for, I want to play something just so people kind of get an idea. See, can you play the clip one, Mr. Abel, the one I sent you yesterday? And you can tell me the name of it, Mr. Brown, because I went... Here we go. Awesome. So you're 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 a percussionist. I'm a percussionist, and I'm playing a drum set on this um, this one track. It's um, my friend uh, Carlos Barba. He's a local pianist, really great master student at UTEP, and this is off his second record. Um, it's uh, uh, his take on a Bach invention. We had a lot of fun doing that uh, record out at Sonic Ranch. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have been out there. Wow. Where's that at? at Sonic. Yeah, I've recorded I've recorded a, a couple things at Sonic Ranch, and. Um, it was just such a pleasure pleasure to do the record. Um, uh, Carlos Barba, Eric Unsworth, shout out to him, um, the bass professor at UTEP. We had a lot of fun. We cut the record in a day, 
And uh, shout out to Josh Lentz. I always had a question, uh, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, when you play that, since I, back in the day, back in middle school, I was in, into drums, a snare drum, mm-hmm. and we had notes, right? We followed those notes and whatnot. Sure. So when you do like a uh, like a clip like that, you play a song. Do you do you do the same same rhythm the whole every time, or you change it up? I always, I mean, when I'm playing jazz, um, I'm I'm always leaving it open to interpretation and I change based on the people that I'm playing. Jazz is a very um, free kind of form in that way that you, I mean, uh, there are certain things that might be dictated by the music or or whatever, but I I always try to play uh, for whatever situation I'm in. I'm always trying to play for the music. I was listening to you and those, just the way you does the the rhythm mm -hmm. and then we'll play some other music right now, but do that music, just just that rhythm. You have that rhythm where just, it's just fluid. You know what I mean? It's just like, it goes with the music, <clears throat> with the tone of the of the piano, and I think that's awesome because, that, well, by the way, I forgot to mention you're blind. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm uh, I'm visually impaired. I have uh, ONH, which stands for optic neurohypoplasia. It's um, actually a, a neurological thing. It really has uh, very little to do with the eyes. It's uh, an underdevelopment of the optic nerve. Um, I was born uh, blind, and I'm a braille user. Uh, and so on, yeah. The reason I, I didn't mention that at first because it's really not the point. The point is I want to show your skills. And the thing is, going back to our discussion is that we'll talk a little bit more about the, the things you do, uh, the camp and whatnot. I do want to mention that too. Yes. Um, yeah. Playing that rhythm, when you're playing along with a song and that song changes, does that, let's say that, for example, one of the songs we're going to play, it went from real slow and then it kind of went into that, to like this different tone of music, which I thought was awesome. I think that's the next one we're going to play. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, how do you just go with the flow? I'm not might worry about your sight. I'm just saying, you're just hearing this. How do you do that? I've just had a curiosity on my end, I guess. Well, um, first of all, the beginning um, is just loving music. Um, and I had parents who were very encouraging at a very young age. And they made sure I had a lot of different kinds of music around. So okay. I grew up with um, everything from... Mozart to Bob Marley to Snoop Dogg to uh, Miles Davis to uh, I mean just you know to gospel records um, just you know I, all of it Alicia Keys um, oh there you go uh, a lot of all the Motown stuff I grew up with a lot of that and um, and and world music just different tapes from you know like Sweet Honey and the Rock you know um, just all kinds of stuff and so that that's that's the beginning you start with um, a real uh, love for the music and then. Once you have that love, you make it a, 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 a habit. You, you practice the same way that somebody would practice for sports. Okay. Um, and you get How, how much do you practice just um, like per week? Uh, per week. Let's see. Well, it depends. So like now, nowadays I'm practicing less drums and I'm focusing more on uh, you know, songwriting and things like that. Okay. But um, I, if I can, you know, a minimum of an hour a day on, on whatever I'm doing is, is necessary, but... You know, it'll it'll depend on the schedule. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll have enough time to get four hours in, five hours, and sometimes yeah, a gig last night, didn't you? I have, yeah, I played at uh, Ode uh, Brewing Company uh, over on uh, on Mesa Street, just near the university, and that was uh, that was tremendous, a great great Did you sleep? time. I'm sorry. Did you sleep? Of course, <laughs> of course. I got I got plenty of sleep, and and yeah, you gotta. I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm not really a night owl, but I, you know, music 
will make you do crazy things for sure. So that's your profession, right? Being a producer and a percussionist. Or? Yeah, currently, yeah. I mean, I'm you know, and I I think that I'll dip my my toes back into academia because I'm starting to miss it. Um, so I'll jump back in for a master's and stuff. But wow, that's cool. Um, currently, it's it's great because I'm I have the freedom uh, to develop uh, my career. Um, here at home and and El Paso is blowing up musically I mean there's a lot of stuff happening there's a lot a lot of stuff happening uh, and now I have a question that you might understand hopefully my listeners can kind of understand where I'm going with this to have that feel of the equipment and I know for me when I was younger even though I was just very minimal I use the sticks made a big difference for me that's for you what kind of do you use the wooden sticks or what do you use well I switch up my sticks um uh, and so uh, I have a couple different models. I use the brand that I use for drumsticks is Vic Firth, um, and then I use uh, Regal Tip brushes. Um, and I Vic Firth. Yeah, Vic Firth. They're still around. Yeah, of course. Dude, Vic that Firth was like the back in the eighties when I started with those. Shout I, I out remember. to Vic. Yeah, Vic is Vic is the best always. Um, wow, cool. But I love the Regal Tip brushes. I, I use a couple different models of those, and and like I said, I like to switch it up. So if I'm in a cafe or a small club setting, I use lighter sticks with a certain kind of tip if i'm mm. in a setting where i feel like the sound might get lost i might use tips with uh, that are nylon so that you know um uh the you know the, the sound is, is very clear if i'm playing a, a big uh a club where it's gonna be really loud i'm playing you know like earth wind and fire covers or whatever then i'm using big heavy sticks so i don't have to work so hard well, let me ask you this now uh, just a question and then let's go back to your techniques <clears throat> So when you're playing in a big group or a big uh, environment where there's a lot of noise, normally there's cues. Like there's like cues from the other members, like what's going to happen to songs. You have to using the auditory. How do you do that? Are you really uh, prone to that or tone now to this, that? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, you know, um, I, I think that in a lot of ways, um, there have been gigs that I have lost because people were kind of worried about like, how are we going to cue this dude? Like, I remember one time I was getting, I was going to get a, I love, uh, I love uh, music from Latin America. And I, um, I was going to get this salsa gig with this, this big giant salsa band. And, you know, it's loud. They, they were playing this big giant dance hall. And um, I know that that was a concern with the band leader that how are we going to cue this guy? And, and, you know, him, him being from Cuba, he didn't really understand that there are ways to, yeah, yeah, of course. to do that. He, you know, it's, it's a different world over there. And I understood and you know it's no no uh, no hard feelings of course um but you know uh i've been in you know what, what the best way to do it is to build relationships with the, uh your bandmates and mm -hmm. so uh you know if i have if i'm in a situation i have a a go to guy uh or everybody's on board and we all are kind of queuing or some you know and my friends are really good about you know uh, my friends and bandmates are very very uh cognizant of uh you know all right we need to, somebody you know if this is you know if we're doing a vamp or whatever then uh, you know it's going to go this many times and then we're out or you know somebody yell last time at lawrence you know <laughs> just well that's loud enough the, the reason here. i bring that up Lawrence, and, and, and not, not to just focus on your on your your limitations not at all it's because i want people to understand because i'm a job coach <clears throat> and i want people to understand that there's skills or techniques that we could do to kind of overcome what is in front of us a barrier and what I, what I mean by cues is that, like you just said, you have people that tap you like me that was a show, mm -hmm. able to tap me on the elbow when I start talking. And the thing is that, so I hopefully, 
Well, that's more, okay, right? No, of course. No, yeah, no, no. that's the. No, that's I, I, I just, just want to make sure. <laughs> I'm just we, learning this, man. He he finally broke me of saying the word handicapped uh, really bad by charging you me, me five, dollar now. five dollars every time yeah. I say it. <laughs> yeah, we're you know we try to phase these things out. Um, we we try to phase these things out and words you know change and and such, but. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, in big band settings, I've had people that are sitting behind me on stage and, you know, uh, Eric Unsworth was really good about f- finding a way. Like, oh, and I think it's, like, it's also learning for the listeners not to just focus on, you know, oh, that you're, you're special or this because, no, it's that to show people that to be, to go out there in the community, to be that forefront, to be that disability awareness person say, I could do it. I challenge you. Why can't you do it? You know? Yeah, and you know that's a that's a shift because, um, you know, when I was eighteen, nineteen, I I didn't understand um, that we, you know, if you have a, a disability uh, or if you have if you are differently abled, because we're gonna use uh, you know modern terminology yeah. here, if you are differently abled, um, that there are you're an ambassador. Exactly. Uh, you are an ambassador whether you like it or not. And as an angsty uh, teenager, I was like, I don't you know, why do I have to explain? <laughs> and and eventually you get to a point where it's like, well, if I don't explain, well, then who's going to be exactly. telling my story for me? Who's going to be, a, well, uh, somebody who doesn't know my story? And then we're in a really uh, bad situation. Exactly. Where Education is very important to have that disability awareness just to show people that, you know what, um, I might be this way, but let's, let's not focus on that really. Let's just see how we, we could accomplish that, that task, like you playing the drums, which I want to play the other one. I think, I think the second one is the one I like, too. Abel. Oh, man. The, the, waking me up. Sorry. The okay, clip. Uh, so you want me to play the next one? The clip, too? All right, yeah, let me get to it. Here, where is it? That one, I like this, this one because it has that second part where it's kind of kind of more. Yeah, we can probably play this whole this whole entire thing. Yeah, let's sure. let it roll. Thank you. 
That is some good that's stuff. That's some good dude. stuff, man. Yeah. There's so so. Just tell my listeners what what instruments were you playing? Just out of curiosity. Um. Well, um, that is off a, a compilation uh, album that we released um, just last year, uh, in uh, June first of last year. Um, and I, on that track, I'm playing uh, the Native Instruments uh, drum machine. Uh, I'm, I was I programmed some beats, and um, I'm also playing some different percussion instruments. Uh, a djembe and a dumbek, uh drums that are from Africa and the Middle East. And look at this guy, man! That's, some, man, some tell you what, that's a percussionist, man. When he starts talking about drums from Africa and the Middle, and East, the Middle but, East, right? That's, exactly. a, that's a percussionist. Yeah. So, and, and then there's a lot of my 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 best friends on that track. So Eric Howell uh, on bass, a longtime collaborator and great friend, uh, Juan Pedro Macias on guitar, um, also one of my great friends, uh, Carlos Barba on keys. Uh, and Josh Lentz is doing the production now. Um, Josh is a, uh, we're all a part of a, a circle of, of kids that kind of went to college at the same time and we're all music majors and all making music and playing on each other's gigs and doing stuff like that. And, and Josh um, Lentz uh, is a, uh, a guy that I've partnered up with. Uh, I, he was working for the school doing recordings and, and, setting up for, for performances of the recital hall. And I said, I know this guy's going to be a really great engineer. I know he's going to be a really great engineer, and I know he's going to be a really great producer. And I have lots of friends that are going to be really great at recording their stuff and, and putting it on, putting it out into the world. And so we started this partnership. It uh, started with a, a record that I made a long time ago, well, not too long ago now, let's see. Um, I made the record in, in 15 um, with... Uh, with Carlos and, and a bass player, Christian Chisonic. And that was like, you know, made at UTEP and we, none of us really knew what we were doing and it was all student funded and it, you know, it's, it's, it, it's out there for the world to, to hear. Um, but we've been collaborating now and, you know, uh, now we've got, you know, seven, eight different projects that are out uh, and counting uh, different CDs and different things that we're, that we're doing uh, now. Uh, Josh has a home studio, and it's True Sounds, uh, and and True Sounds is is a. What's the name of this the track we just heard? What was that one called? The the track that you just heard is at odds. At odds, yes. And that's off of the True Sounds forum. And the 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 concept behind the True Sounds forum was getting all of you know our friends together, the the most talented guys that we knew and the guys that we felt closest with, and putting out a lot of different stuff. So on that album, there's some tracks where I'm rapping, and there's some tracks where I'm. Uh, just playing drum set, and then there are tracks where, uh, you know, somebody else made the beat, and I just was involved a little bit with production. I have uh, a friend of mine uh, from Philly on on a you know on on a couple tracks, and she sings and plays keys. We have just a lot of stuff. A now, lot of what, if, if someone wants to find your music, where, where can they? Is it on Apple Music? So or um, the best way to find that stuff is true. Uh, it's True Sounds Audio on SoundCloud, 
and uh, you yeah, just type in True Sounds Audio, and you'll see the forum, and you'll see a couple other other tracks that we posted. We did one um, recently for the hurricane and the natural disasters that were happening um, in the fall of of last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then of course, if you want uh, uh, Carlos Barba on um, on on uh, Apple Music or all your uh, streaming services, he's got a couple discs, and and that's uh, that's more jazz. Uh, oriented stuff and there's there's we're just constantly putting out music now to make up an album or, or let's say a track well let's go from track to album how long does the time take to go from the beginning to the you know to the development to all that to to release gosh um well you know for it it's it's different it's different for uh, for different. Uh, records. What does it mean when I play music, George? Oh, okay. <laughs> you, 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 you just you just you just teased. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna give his answer back. But uh, I, I I'm playing this because it kind of like uh, this guy's amazing, and I can I can feel this dude's aura. Oh, so th- th- this is a song that that just always launches my brain into full effect. Uh, I don't know if you recognize the artist, but uh, Coldplay, of course. There you go. Yeah, and this is uh, this is you know a really great example of what uh, a pop record is you know and um so what i was going to say is that you know with jazz records we go in with tunes that we have prepared and we cut them in a day and we'll you know cut them all down and we'll you know we've done you know up to nine tunes in a in any given uh day for like jazz records and and that's easy for me to just play drums on but with pop records or or you know more uh you know hip-hop or more electronic stuff it's a lot more about, you know, going in for a couple hours and leaving and, and starting a creative process and having different writers in the room, uh, having different producers oh, in the room. Oh, that more structured. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's just, yeah, and, and, and a lot more sanitized and a lot more, there's a lot more that you can do. Um, but, it, you know, that being said, things can get a lot more complicated when you have different writers. And, yeah, exactly. And you're, and you're like, let's do that take, you know, 50 million times. And I've done that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, now that I'm jumping into the, into uh, a world where I'm doing a lot more singing and rapping and just whatever and writing, uh, there whoa, is a whoa, lot more back of up, that. Back, 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 back. You, you're, you're, you're rapping? Mm. Yeah, let, let, let's save that thought, okay? And we're going to yeah. go to break. We're at the, uh, down at the bottom of the hour. And when we come back, we'll keep uh, talking uh, this music stuff. I love it. Yeah. Are you I'm Stephanie Townsend Iala. At the law firm of Stephanie Townsend Iala and Associates, our attorneys, including Jennifer Coulter and my own daughter, Jessica Clute, fight for the nursing home and home health care rights of the elderly and disabled. I'm attorney Jessica Clute. The law firm of Stephanie Townsend Iala also specializes in estate planning, probate, trusts, wills, powers of attorney, nursing home advocacy, Medicaid asset protection, and guardianships. Call us at 533-0007. And welcome back to the Accessibility Corner here on Dialogue Radio Network, brought to you by the law office of Stephanie Townsend Ayala. And this the music you're hearing is uh, from Loris Brow, or he's contributing to it. Um, 
before we go forward, Mr. Brown, I want to run out of time. I want, to, even though you're a talented producer and I'm jealous of you and and percussionist, you also do stuff regarding the the camp. Um, yeah. So I've, I'm I uh, a couple years ago I started an affiliation with a, a really special place in my heart, uh, EHC Enchanted Hills Camp for the Blind, uh, and that's uh, run by the San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind, which you know does a lot of work yes. for people like you and I. And um, I uh, I went as a camper to a music camp, um, and then I returned uh, last year as a counselor. I went and worked there for two months. Uh, uh, myself and my homie Josh, we went out there and dived into the uh, to the world of blindness, and we did all kinds of different camps, from special needs, adult camps, um, deaf blind, teens and youth camp, and you learn so much about yourself. It's in the redwoods, so I mean, it's gorgeous. Unfortunately, the, uh, last year with the natural disasters that happened uh, all around the world, um, a lot of that camp was lost in, oh, wow. uh, in, a, in the fire, um, the fires that ravaged Northern California. And so they're concentrating on rebuilding efforts. Uh, we did a little music fundraiser for them not too long through True Sounds. And there's a, you know, if you want to go to my Facebook or something like that, there's, there's links where you can find to, to donate to, to EHC. Um, well, what would say that? Tell, tell your tell people, my listeners, about how to contact you. Um, so really talking about that. the best way to find me or to find what I'm up to at any given point is um, just uh, go to my Facebook and send me a friend request. Uh, I'm Lawrence E. Brown the uh, third in El Paso, Texas, and you. Um, I'm always posting everything that I'm doing uh, there, and uh, you know, hopefully in the next month or so, I'll have my website up and running. Um, and, 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 you know, jump into the whole Twitter sphere and all that good stuff. Wow. That is awesome. So going back to the, the camp now, um, are you hoping to bring that back or move it somewhere Well, the else camp, or? the camp is happening. We're making EHC 2018 happen. Um, oh. I won't be up there for the two months, but I'm happy to, uh, to announce that I'm going to be co-directing the music camp that's, that's going to be happening there, uh, with Maceo Williams, another, uh, friend. And uh, we're going to be working on, on all kinds of stuff. It's a music camp for blind and visually impaired students. So blind and visually impaired students who are interested in music, please reach out. Um, uh, there's a, you know, ages 16 to 24. It's the week of August 7th. It, you go to the Redwoods and you um, can experience um, performing in, in a beautiful uh, amphitheater that's outdoor at the camp and being a part of a songwriting workshop. Um, furthering your skills in braille music or in technology uh we're going to be doing some work with uh with max this year with a garage band some basic things and and maybe uh maybe this is free right further. this is not free not this free, is okay. not free here um the camp itself is 300 um uh dollars but it's for a week-long session okay. uh, and it's all the meals and stuff in, included and again like i said uh, the place is just an incredibly magical uh, area. I just imagine. Oh yeah, and so you said uh, musical braille or uh... braille? Yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Bra really? Braille music. Oh, I um, that. Yeah, that definitely exists. Uh, Louis Braille invented the system. Uh, people don't know. A lot of people don't know that Louis Braille himself was a an accomplished uh, cellist and organist, um, and he loved music and and uh, invented a system. Uh, right alongside literary braille to compensate for that. Um, I didn't start reading braille music until uh, towards the end of my high school career, so I, I'm not uh, the, the best reader. Hmm. Um, 
but there are some really great braille music readers out there. It's a system that does work, and it if you are interested in you know the classical field or really you know just uh, you know being proficient in reading music and you're blind, then that's the way to go. That, that no, see, I didn't know that. So that I'm learning. I'm learning stuff today. That's why. Hey, yeah. I, I don't do braille myself because I just went um, my vision. Ten years ago, so I never really learned Braille. Okay, so you're new. Well, yeah, man. If you want, I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to happy to teach oh, you some Braille. Well, I was just diagnosed with TCS recently, so I, I, I you know what TCS is? No, I don't. Terminal case of the stupids. Oh, so I'm, I'm gonna have man. trouble learning the Braille. So anyway, <laughs> so, all right. Well, it's always it's always good to learn something new. Uh, I'm just uh, learning the Mac now, and it's a whole world of of different. You know, I, I've been a Jaws user. Um, and how do you trans? You no, know, seriously, Lawrence. How do you transfer? People, my listeners that are visually impaired and blind will know what we're talking about. How do you trans from from segue from Jaws to? Is there a big jump or no? It's not. It's not a. I mean, it's definitely different. Uh, just the the you know the the keystrokes are, mm. are 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 very different for me in the in in that uh, sense. But there's a lot of help out there, and if you have blind friends that have dabbled in, in Mac or are just good with technology at all, then they, they can they can clear things up for you a little bit. And like I said, I'm I'm new to the world myself, but it's it's uh pretty neat. It's huh? a work in progress and yeah, yeah it's it's I'm I'm excited to uh uh to transfer some of that to making music so I can you know, So before you were using what uh, Audacity or what were you using before? I wasn't using Audacity. I'm I'm just new to, to doing all this. Um I should say that, you know, Josh was the one who introduced me to uh, the drum machine. Before that, I was just playing drums, and he's like, "You're a great drummer, dude. Like, what, why don't you make beats?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, sure." Yeah. And so one of the things that we did actually just this week at the studio, we were at the studio, and I labeled his drum machine. So now I've got it all nicely labeled in Braille, so that I can use his drum machine. Uh, and the software for the drum machine is not as accessible as it could be, but at least now, you know, uh, I'm. You just gave me an idea. Let's make some software. Let's make some money. Come Let's on. make some. Oh man, it's not that easy, my uh, friend. I know it is. Nothing it's, is easy. It's but. not that easy, but um, <laughs> there, there are things out there, um, and there are a lot of really competent uh, blind musicians that are recording their own stuff. Whether that be with uh, uh, Cake Talking, which is for son- it's Sonar, um, or whether that be with uh, I know a very talented young man who uh, records with. Uh, with Logic and with Pro Tools, he has iLocks to to handle that, and it's all possible. And like I said, I'm just delving into this whole world of be, not being the guy behind the instrument, right, but yeah, being yeah. the That's guy behind the computer. Or this and it's it's a change for me. I'm it's definitely uh, a transition in my life. You know, it's funny, Lawrence, is that uh, when they're like me, I, I, I've always been into podcasts. I've done podcasts for myself personally for many moons. Um, yeah, you know, Mike Marlarcy. I don't. Me, Mike Marlarcy, he was uh, what happened? I'll tell you briefly. He was a gentleman that was in Afghanistan. His uh, um, vehicle was hit by a land uh, roadside bomb, mm-hmm. and he immediately, immediately lost both of his eyes. <clears throat> so me and him started way back in the day, um, uh, podcast focused on electronics, like phones and you know, stuff like that. So going to my 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 talk here is you being behind a computer now. It's funny because when I'm doing the the producing my material for the show, I forget there's there's these wavelengths that moderate the the, the sound level. Yeah. I'm like I didn't know that. Oops. And, you know stuff like that you learn. You know, but 
you're, you're learning. I mean, it's no, but especially for you, but please, you know, you, you, you'll have it in a heartbeat. But Well, you know, it, it'll be a process, but, the you know, the great thing is that I have a, a tremendous support system uh, of people, yep. um, and I, I got a great team. That's, that's what counts, man. So before we go, I want to play that that, that clip that you that you showed me, the last one from SoundCloud, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Can we play that one, um, which, Abel? Which one was it again? The one, the last one I sent you, the link? Oh, the link. Oh, yeah. uh, keep talking because I got to find it. Keep okay. On. And the thing is, though, <laughs> that one, that one you did primarily, you showed me that one, that was you playing the percussion? Or what is it? What well, is it called? Give me, give me the right language. I'm, well, I yeah, know. I mean, I, I, you know, I... The way I like to con consider it, uh, I'm always going to be a percussionist, whether it's, uh, you know, playing, um, you know, drum set or playing world instruments or playing the, you know, playing a drum machine, whether it's an MPC or native instruments machine. And, uh, and I like to mix up sounds and I like to not have a box to be put in or labeled. And, and that way I, I feel more creative. Um, and my uh, my view of music is more expansive that way. Well, which is easier for you, for for just being a percussionist, a drums traditional drum set or an electronic drum machine or what do you? Well, I mean, uh, for me, the easiest thing, my instrument, my true instrument, you know, the thing where I feel like I have the most facility is drum set. Okay. But that's for me personally. I started playing drum set like as an instrument when I was pretty small, so. Uh, that how really big is your drum set right now? Um, I have thought I have a couple drum sets at the house, and I switch out my drums. So, um, bro, you have neighbors call you hey, No, you, think, you know, and that's why I haven't left where I'm where I'm at because uh, the people in my neighborhood are so nice about it. They never bother me. I keep uh, I keep civilized hours. Okay, um, but they're they're great about it. And um, no, the reason why is what are you? Because it's like what months ago, eleven o'clock at night, and I even told my wife. I was hearing some playing the drum, like what the hell? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and and actually, it's funny because in my neighborhood there are a few drummers. Uh, my neighborhood's um, filled with musical talent, and you'll you'll be hearing from a lot of those guys. But so there, there's, I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I was like, who the heck is playing at eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, but what? So when you go into, do you listen to the sound? Do you listen to the music to get the beat? How do you get to that? To know what to play how do you do that here it comes like this particular song how do you how do you say okay this is where the notes gonna go this is where the beat's gonna go how do you do this well that's the thing is you gotta listen you gotta read you have to absorb all the information you can and then you have to synthesize it all down and okay. make it your own
Okay, Lars, I have to ask you a stupid question. There are no stupid questions. Do you have to have friend. good cardio? Yes. That's because, a man, great I question. tell you what, because. That's an awesome question, bro. I've never seen a fat drummer except for Buddy Miles. That's not true, man. There are a Buddy couple Miles. of them out there, man. Bernard Purdy's a big dude. And, you know, there are a lot of them that, that carry their weight well. well and say. do you sing too? Um, uh, when I have to, yeah, and wow. more increasingly. These S- days, S- singing like, drummers are amazing. Singing drummers, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but I would say drumming is very physical. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, I like to treat my music like, like an athletic sort of thing. You know, I want to make sure that I'm breathing and that I'm... Because uh, that makes you know what, believe it or not, when I back when I before I lost my vision, um, I used to do a lot of running, and I do like two point seven miles a day. And, and one time my cousin came back, she said, "George, believe it or not, it's all in the difference in the in the breathing." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Sure enough, it sure is. Sure, it is a big difference in the breathing. It really is. So yeah, because right now I'm hearing you, I'm like, dude, I, I'm getting tired just listening to you. You know, I'm serious. I mean, you, so there, there's a so lot of jazz percussionists are like, you know, first of all. If they have to freelance, you don't even know because they're just, I mean, they're just into it, you know, like so much. You're a freelance, right? Don't you just learn? Yeah, I'm a freelancer. But I mean, when you freelance, uh, like on a, on, a, on a piece. Oh, okay. So uh, you know, like. Oh, uh, like I'm improvising. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to the, the language and the synthesis of uh, of everything that's, you know, that's happening um, in, in terms of, in terms of, you know, on the bandstand. Uh, and then, of course, just being fit, being fit enough. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, like a couple of years ago, I started to get super active and I started to run, you know, like, you know, 5Ks, you know, like a couple wow. times a week and do <laughs> just just do a lot of just different things and, and try and get my cardio up and do and just be, you know, fit enough to where I, you know, I, I could, you know, feel good. And um, well, Lawrence, you know what? And be it honest with my you, sound. Yeah. Like me in the morning, I do crunches. You do crunch. Okay. I do like Captain Crunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they still make Captain Crunch, bro. Sure yeah, they still make sure, it. Sure Amen to that. So, but so you have to, there's not only just sit down and play. You have to learn to get the the adrenaline, the 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 appetite. You have to know. So there's not just to sit down and start playing. No, not at all. You got to stay warm. You got to feel. You know, like uh, like yesterday. You know, uh, at the gig at Ode, um, it was a three hour gig, and I I warmed up during the day, and you know, but I wasn't. It got a little cold in the evening, and my my, you know, things were a little bit cold. But you know, after the first set was when I started to feel really warm, and that's a that's a big part of it is keeping your, keeping your hands warm. Just making sure that the the I think with drums, um, I think my pianist friends would say the same, and maybe even do you pay do you wear you wear gloves or no? Um, I don't wear gloves. I don't okay. wear gloves, but uh, just keeping the extremities warm, you know, making sure that the blood is flowing, you know, well, and and stuff like that. That's that I've noticed that that really does make a difference. Okay, now I want to go back real fast to the camp. I want to make sure people that just tune in or maybe give them a little more details how to contact you regarding the camp you're involved with, the San Francisco Lighthouse. Uh, And also look up the San Francisco Lighthouse. They're on. Please do. Like them, uh, follow them, all of that stuff. And also like and follow uh, Enchanted Hills Camp uh, uh, for the Blind um, or Enchanted Hills Camp on on Facebook. You got to, you know, it's a wonderful wonderful organization you can find out more about what they're doing um if you want to find out more about what they're doing i'm always posting stuff on my social media as well so are you uh, on twitter or just facebook uh, just facebook, facebook just facebook yeah. but i gotta i gotta do the, the twitter thing soon uh, i'm finding that you know there is a demand for for that the twitter uh, it's there's it's just a uh, twitterfied or twitterfied whatever it's called yes. do you use a, uh, an iphone or what do you use I have, your... yeah i use an iphone okay yeah because yeah. yeah just for listeners iphone is very um traditional use for 
persons have visual impairment because the accessibility features are really advanced it's compared awesome. to, it's to great. Android. Uh, which phone do you have, by the way? Just curious. I have a success. Yeah, that's a powerful machine. Yeah. So, and then at the end of the day, what do you want people to understand about you? That I want you to talk to those individuals, the young people, because I'm going to put this in the podcast. And I'm going to send it out to to what's called TWC, what's daughters. And I'm going to ask them to play to send to their to their 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 uh, youth program. How anyone that's out there with a the youth that has a disability. How did you accomplish what you are now? Um, first of all, uh, don't limit yourself. Um, and then second of all, f- try and identify the areas where you're weak and try and attack those first. Because if you don't attack those first, um, they will just get bigger and bigger. Um, that's, that's, you know, for me, uh, you know, to a younger me, I would say that. And then also uh, try and develop uh, the best relationships that you can in your life um, and try to surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you and that are going to make you better people that are going to call you on when you're slipping Um, because you know why a lot of times with like me people won't say something because they feel they might hurt my feelings because I have a disability tell me I don't care I mean you mean to tell me for example um like at home with my wife, I tell her, I'm going to do this. She says, okay. She doesn't say, no, you can't do it. Now, if I can't do it, I try to take apart a ceiling fan. That didn't work too good. <laughs> but the thing is that she's, she tells me, go ahead, try it. And like you said, you need that good support system to not inhibit you, but to inhibit you, to let you do what you want to do. Yes. Yeah, that's important. That's very, very important. And, and again, to, to challenge you and to say, you know, hey, man, I think you could be doing better at this. Yeah, right now, you're honestly, you're challenging yourself. But now you want to be in the, go behind the, the computer side and you want to push that envelope, too. So that's you're actually what I'm trying to say is push yourself to develop more skills. Yeah. Know? And again, just one last piece of advice. And this is, you know, I'm still I'm 25 now, so I'm, I'm uh, you know, I think that in this world today, more and more young people are realizing that doing what makes you happy is better than doing something that will ensure uh, security. Because this world that we're in, I, I, I sat in on the first part of your conversation uh, when I was just coming into the room. This world that we're living in is a very insecure place. And right now what we need is for everybody to do things that are going to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. True. Let me ask you, Lawrence, see if you, if you agree with me. When I used to work at the workforce, I would tell, we have staff meetings, I would tell people, I have an advantage over all of you. Say, what do you mean? I don't see anyone for their, for their, if they're small, if they're in the wheelchair, if they're fat, if they're white, they're black. I just treat them as an individual. And that's what we need yeah. to have people do now. That's true. And I think that, all of my friends have told me that about uh, about uh, you know their interactions with me is that that's something that they find very powerful and I'm <clears throat> I'm touched and uh, and honored that that they feel that way. And it, I mean, come on, Lawrence. I mean, we have to be uh, obvious to our surroundings, and we don't take that into consideration, do we? I don't. When I talk to someone, I I, I spoke to a person for like an hour and they, until I knew that I realized they were in the wheelchair. Didn't matter. It really didn't matter to me. I'm mean, just to speak to the person and. Like for you, your talent, that kind of situates the, 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 what I'm trying to say is you have talent 
look beyond what you like you were saying earlier about people kind of like, oh, I don't know how we're going to cue him, but there's techniques out there to help you. you there know? are. There and are. the thing is for you, that last bit we played, you sound like Travis Barker. Oh, that's really people look true. him up on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Travis Barker, he's a superstar for That sure. guy is just bad. But well, you got me, George. I don't know who Travis Barker Blink is. Blink-182, he started oh, with okay, that band, okay. and then he, that's right. he went on to make a lot of records with a lot of people and, and is still working hard. He, uh, he, he's just a bad man. But you reminded me, that just that tone, that constant... Because remember, I'm very auditory. Yeah. So I was listening to the beat, and you didn't skip, Lars. You just kept that tone. That I'm like, damn. That's well, he's <laughs> he's an athlete. If you want to talk about a musician athlete, he's really he exemplifies that uh, in a lot of ways. So I, I definitely would look up to him for that. Do you have anything coming up we should be looking out for? Any kind of uh, events, projects that within the next month or so? Uh, in the next month. Um, Nothing, nothing yet, but there's going to be a couple of things happening in April and stuff like that. Um, and there, I mean, I'm always put, a lot of things just kind of come up all of a sudden. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's. So you're available. You're a freelance, you said. So I'm, reach yeah, out I'm always to him. available. <laughs> yeah. Reach out to him. I know he um, wants uh, income. I know I do, right? I know. So. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's trying to, trying to make it, but. um. You, you have an agent? I'm sorry. You have an agent? You want to be my, uh, I'll be your agent. I, I don't <laughs> have a manager. I don't have a manager, manager yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we're, I'm, I'm working on some stuff. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a couple singles that are going to be um, um, from my personal project that will be hitting Spotify and all the streaming services in the next month. So that's coming up. Um, we're working really hard in the lab, in the studio, uh, as we call it. And um, so now, when you say the songs that you'll be actually singing, verbal? Uh, yeah, rapping and, and it's a hip hop oh, kind of thing. So people, we've been talking to Miss Lawrence Edward Brown the Third. Here on Dialogue Radio Network, of course, Accessibility Corner. But last kind of words there, Mr. Brown, before we leave the show? No, thank you so much uh, for having me and and, um, a lot of love here at uh, Tortuga Studios. (laughs) You said it correctly. All right. In the the old Radford district of El Paso. I love it. Thank you for having me. 915 till we die. Peace. That's right. Amen. So you've been listening to the Accessibility Corner here on Dialogue Radio Network, and we'll catch you on the rebound next Saturday. Everyone have a great day.